welcome back to the Catch Kate podcast. This week we are on episode 16 and we have arrived in Argentina. So last week we went through the Patagonian side of Chile and this week we're in Argentina. So I'm actually going to split the podcast as well for Argentina because I did spend a bit of time there and I feel like it deserves it because Patagonia is just oh I have I have no words it is a remarkable place um somewhere where I dreamed of going for years and years and years and actually arriving there was pretty yeah it was pretty moving um yeah so let's go there today I'm going to take you up to El Calafate where the renowned Perito Moreno Glacier is. And I'm also going to take you to El Chalten, which is um, part of the Fitzroy mountain range. So it's very, very, very famous among trekkers, mountaineers, uh, glacier hikers, um, Nat Geo photographers. Like if you're a hiker, you would know this place or... You would know of this place. Um, it's a dream for many to get there. So I'm going to take you there today, guys. And hopefully you'll be able to add it to your bucket list too because it is so beautiful. And when you see it, you just, you are completely silenced because you're just like, is this the earth? You know, and when I think of people who are like removed from nature, you know, maybe if you live in a city or an apartment block, or even some people who live in, um, do you know, like those containers, like I've seen that as well on TV, or those tower blocked um, kind of housing in really, really big cities where there's millions of people. When I think of people who live like that, I'm just like, I really hope that people get the chance to see sites like this in nature because you're really robbed of something if you spend your life in concrete jungles you know you really don't get to witness the the majesty of our earth it's it's absolutely fascinating so let me take you there today as always i want to begin and say thank you to the patrons who are supporting the podcast also a big big thank you to everybody who opted for the click and collect option last week for my book so I met some locals at the, the beach nearby and I just want to say a big thank you to everybody who supported me and just, yeah, believing in my message and uh, getting it out there. Um, It's really been a dream come true, like to launch and release the book. And, you know, I've only it's only been released like maybe. Uh, I don't know, maybe a week or two, <laughs> two weeks, under two weeks, I'd say. And I've just had an amazing response. So I, I really have to say thank you to all of you, like the public, because it wouldn't be anywhere if it wasn't for you. And um, it, it was a big thing for me to do because I, I I thought for so long, do I do I like I knew I had to put it out there, but it's it's a really big um, ego kind of uh fight in some way because your ego will always tell you you know stay safe don't do that like don't put it out there like what are you doing you're silly to do that you know and that's that's I think one of the biggest challenges us human beings having have in life it's to like really harness our fear 
and go with it and, and see is it actually true because what my ego was telling me about my book or my podcast or anything I've done in my life that's been scary or maybe out of the norm like I always try and analyze it and say like is it true like is it true no it's not you know and, and your soul always has that voice as well you must listen to it you know and I'm just so glad that like I've helped people make changes in their life and um yeah it just it, it it's so moving to hear people telling me what changes they've made regarding respect for the earth or growing or any of those kind of things or you know like I've had three people now move abroad they taught me to Central America and I'm just like I'm so glad that I could play a part in their journey and help them to make that move you know seeing that it's actually possible you know um so thank you to everybody and also thank you to Danny a lovely supporter of this podcast as well he also contributed last week to the patreon so thank you danny for that it means a lot to me and i really appreciate it so let's go guys on the journey so i had mentioned i was with my host in punta arenas in chile and i had quickly mentioned that he had kind of fallen for a girl and we went on this tour of this kind of love tour finding this girl in patagonia it was it was actually very funny. It was so adventuresome. Um, and it was just the funniest adventure ever. Like, I was like, let's do it. Let's go. So, like, he had fallen, well, you know, fallen in love. I don't know, like, whatever you call it. So he'd fallen for this girl. And um, she had left uh, Chile for, for Argentina. And uh, I was like, do you know, are you real? do you really like her? Like, And he was like, yeah. Like, I really, like, I'm mad about her, like, you know. And I was like, right. I was like, do you think you'll see her again? He was like, I don't know. I don't know, like, you know. And I was like, oh, my God. But he was really mad about her, like, you know. And I was like, why don't you, like, we were like, why don't we just go after her? <laughs> and I was going to Argentina anyways. So, like, we kind of decided that we'd go together on the Friday after his work and head up the the route um up to Argentina so we got in the car Friday evening at about five and we started driving but oh my god like we were driving we got lost and everything like Google Maps took us down these roads like desert roads with no houses and like there was all these big huge rocks we didn't know where we were oh my god it was it was funny but not funny like I was laughing you know like, I remember taking videos and I was like I don't know where I am I'm in the middle of Patagonia in a deserted rocky area where Google Maps took us oh never trust the maps and we ended up driving down there and oh, getting stuck and we put on some good tunes and we kind of relaxed then a bit but it was oh we didn't arrive until flipping oh god it was like after 11 that night and like my couch surf host was waiting for me and I was like oh my god I'm like so like sorry like I'm so late but anyway he had been out that night so I don't think he really minded um but I arrived anyway my couch surf host Ooh, uh I didn't have the best experience I'll be honest um I was arrived I dropped off I got dropped off and I said bye to Davida I said I'd see him the next day or the day after whenever we would do another little venture together he was lovely like so lovely and um he went off to meet the girl and they met each other there and they you know fell in love or however you want to see it <laughs> um a beautiful story like you know but yeah and then like I was at this house right and the guy I went in and the guy was actually drunk like 
and I just like I knew myself like I was like okay like here you go landing in a house like after 11 o'clock at night like you know you're not supposed to do this but I didn't know we'd get lost either on the journey so I was always winging it like huh but anyways I survived but yeah I just kind of went to sleep that night but I knew I felt something a bit strange in the house I just didn't feel completely comfortable there was some weird vibe you know and, and you always get that you know but this guy anyway he worked in the um, the Glacier National Park and I was like oh super interesting so we had good chats and stuff about the glacier and he taught me like you know about it a bit and I was like oh very cool very nice gave me the room but still I felt a weird vibe but anyway next morning I got up and Davida came back for me in his jeep with the girl he fell in love with and we went off anyway in the jeep towards the national park to visit the most amazing glacier called Perito Moreno and anybody who has got my book uh, will know that I have actually put the picture of that on the dedication page um, to dedicate the book to our planet um, but yeah there's a picture of it there so, you, so you'll know what it looks like it's flipping phenomenal absolutely incredible about 70 meters high pure thick ice absolutely like the colors the color of the sky to the glacier to the lake below to the forested trees around it uh, it's i can't even like it's absolutely incredible absolutely amazing like mesmerizing like oh words cannot express but anyway we went off there for the day and uh we did a hike along this they have lovely like trek kind of made along the side of it so it's really catered for hikers and they have like wooden pathways and it just took thousands of photos <laughs> and um you can watch the ice calving as well which is like oof, when that drops off and it just into the lake below it's incredible i got to see a lot of that as well in antarctica amazing um, and then you also get to observe like some boats below who go up close, like right underneath it, you know, for a little glance. Um, but I was happy to just do my hike and view it from the side by the forest. But you get really close, like super close. And I just did some like meditation there and just, yeah, it's really, really, really beautiful. So the glacier, in fact, is part of the Los Glaciares National Park. And there's so many glaciers there like it's amazing and I suppose this one is quite cool because you can get so up close otherwise you might need to do like trekkings of like overnight to get into the inner depths of the southern Patagonian ice cap and then you also would need a lot of equipment or you might need to rent it out you know like if you want to trek the glaciers you get these special shoes and gear obviously but yeah, I got to see people doing that as well. It looked quite, quite cool. Um, but yeah, you definitely need equipment to be going up on top of them because <laughs> you wouldn't want to, yeah, you wouldn't get into danger. And also it's part of the Southern Patagonian ice field, which is the second largest ice field outside of Antarctica. Um, yeah, in the Southern Hemisphere. So... Yeah, it's amazing. You can actually check it on Google as well about um or actually do you know what I'm gonna say? You can check it on Ecosia. 
this is a good one Ecosia is a search engine whereby every search you make they do they um offset carbon so they plant trees um so actually instead of me saying look on google look on Ecosia that's a really good uh, search engine to get yourself into and look up um the southern Patagonian ice field and you'll see the extent of it it's I think it's about uh, if I remember about 350 kilometers like it's incredible and there's only a few ice fields in the world remaining so yeah look it up and you'll see the uh, on the earth as a whole like on, a, on an aerial view kind of you'll see the how it looks it's it's oh, it's absolutely amazing 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 um so look that up and just appreciate the earth and actually today while I'm recording it's actually Earth Day so I just put a post up earlier about the um well the Torres del Paine National Park I put up some videos on that uh, again the glaciers there and I suppose Earth Day really like for me I I celebrate every day as Earth Day but today I guess is a day that you know we can really look at our actions what are we doing and kind of try to help our earth and I was reading a lovely article this morning about the indigenous communities in South America and you know a lot of them they don't have a big voice on the planet and like that's especially why I want to do this podcast as well and the book and everything to give to give our earth a voice and to give those people a voice because like us in the western world we we actually don't realize how much power we have it's it's incredible and it's disgusting like what we're doing you know and that's something we have to admit like the way we live is destroying the planet and it's something we have to face up to and i know as well like i know as well we are doing great work as well and i always say let's focus on the good so we can get more good but in general, it's the Western world that's wiping out civilizations and species, you know. So if we can kind of face up to this fact, we can kind of revert and change our actions. But it was just a most lovely article from an indigenous group. And they were like expressing their emotions around the earth and what our society is doing to the natural world. Um, just because we're so disconnected we don't realize that our impacts like destructing the earth keep cutting the trees you know they were expressing how they've spent like you know millennia learning learning about um the plants and the medicines and the trees and the wisdom and the learning how to work with the earth and then and then like we're coming along well no we have been here you know the agricultural revolution industrial revolution we're just pumping the oil out and the gold and all of it and we really I think this pandemic has really helped a lot of people understand that and take the time to really go back on our our, our way of living like you know and not not go back to normal because normal was not normal it was very not normal what we were living like it's crazy we, we shouldn't be living like that and um yeah i guess that's just a little note to say that you know there is indigenous communities out there doing the most amazing wonderful work with our forests and we really need to respect them and what they're doing and help and gain understanding give them a voice um 
so it was fantastic to see the article that they did give a voice to the community to express their you know their their sadness about what was happening and to highlight it to us to stop you know the oil the all of it and to get more regenerative practices in okay so after el calafate well actually i might just say something on that it is a, a glacier that is actually advancing so it's actually growing you know so that's kind of interesting but there is one part of it where they lost um I think the glacier is called something like SB1 or some name like this. They have a number on it and it like halved in size in the last 30 years. Crazy, isn't it? So like that again would contribute to sea level rise. So like they're all fed back out into the ocean. So again, that's just some awareness about that, about the warming. And as I said last week, more greens, more greens, because the greens are going to help cool the earth. So like just throw seeds everywhere <laughs> just throw the seeds all over the ground flick it just do it um no i'm only joking but you know what i mean learn a bit of growing plant a tree you know leave it go wild that's what we need to do we need to rewild anyways so after el calafate i went back to the town with david and the girl and I went back to my host's house and I suppose I should, I guess I could share my story there. <laughs> it wasn't the most enjoyable, but the guy in the end made kind of a pass at me in the house. And, you know, it was meant to be couch surfing. It was meant to be, you know, cultural exchange and all of that. But he had other expectations and I didn't. So that was kind of a difficult scenario for me um, because, yeah, it was just a awkward situation, if you get me. And I couldn't really leave the house that night because it was dark and like I didn't even have a key in my room. I remember ringing my friend and I was like, I'm in the room. I have no key. And the guy like, you know, he's made a pass at me. And yeah, but look, I was all right in the end. He did get the cue and stuff, but it just wasn't com- it just wasn't comfortable. Um, yeah, and you know, like as a couch surfer, like I am honest with my reviews and everything like that. So when I did finish up at his house, I I left the next morning straight away. But I am, um, and I went hitchhiking. Would you believe that? But I am. Um, wrote a review after like just expressing what happened and that I didn't expect somebody to come on to me I expected like a, a couch surf experience not something else and um, look these things happen like but I honestly I wrote my review with honesty uh, so that if another girl went there they would know that like that could actually happen and the weirdest thing was would you believe like that when I left there, another review actually appeared and the same thing had happened to another girl. Because sometimes reviews take like two weeks to actually appear on the site. So like, yeah, that was crazy. Afterwards, I saw that other girl's reviews and then there was two reviews up there from two separate girls saying that the guy had tried something on. So I was like, uh oh, but yeah. um, Yeah, so the vibe wasn't good. <laughs> um, but look, I survived and I learned from it. And uh, I did um, express my review after like what happened. So hopefully I protected another girl then from the similar thing happening. 
Anyways, so off I went up the road anyway to the main road and I went off to go hitchhiking to make it up to El Chalten where the Fitzroy mountain range is. And I could see other hitchhikers on the road, five of them, I think. And I got like a piece of wooden board and I wrote down like El Chalten and I stood out in the road with it. And sure, like I was like, ah, let's wing it. And then I met a guy up there, kind of a yoga, a yoga, he's like a yogi instructor. And he was lovely. And I was like, he was like, look, we can kind of, I was like, look, we could kind of help each other. Like I'm a girl alone. You know, I could probably do with a guy here, um, especially after the night I had had. I was feeling a bit like, you know, OK, I might need a bit of protection. This is the jo- <laughs> This is the challenge of traveling like a girl. It's hard like at times, you know. Um, but this guy anyway, he was so lovely. And he said, look, and then I could help him as well, because girls nearly always get picked up for hitchhiking because I don't know, they just... And to be honest, in Chile and Argentina, all the hitchhiking did, I was I was super safe. Like they were really respectful to people there. Um, really lovely, really respectful. And it's actually very common to hitchhike there. So I was perfect. I was really safe all the time. So he came with me anyway, that guy. So I kind of helped him get a lift and he kind of helped me protection wise. So we were grand and we hopped in the back of a van and they were like, look, we can bring you up as far as this point and leave you off again and you can try again somewhere. And I was like, grand. So they couldn't bring us the full way. So they left us off at like a T-junction. And your man actually had a tent in his bag. So he was like, I was like, look, if we get stuck here, sure. We'll just pop up the tent and hop in. <laughs> Even though, lads, it was actually roast. And like, I remember like the heat. I was roasted. I was like, how am I going to stay out all day? Like I had a hat on my head and I had a sarong. I was putting the sarong over my head as well because it was actually boiling um but then like at night the temperatures would drop so much you know but anyway we waited at the t-junction and then like after maybe an hour or so we had we had like an apple we relaxed a bit and then like a cab a car pulled up a family a dad and his uh his girls there was two girls and then me and the guy jumped in and they were so lovely and I was like oh I feel so safe and they were like who are you where are you from hopping we're going to El Chalten as well uh they were just so lovely and I talked about Ireland to them and they were fascinated and they loved it and they had watched programs about it uh, that was something in Argentina I found like loads of them knew so much about Ireland and they were just so happy and lovely and and they were having chicken sandwiches and coca-cola and they were like do you want some and like you know we'd been out in the heat for ages like and I was like oh my god I was like they're giving like I wouldn't even barely drink coca-cola but I was like yeah I'll have it and then they were giving me like a chicken roll and sure I was delighted with myself just to feel that comfort and care because that is what happens when travel as well you know sometimes things happen like you know when I was in that guy's house and then you might feel like a bit you feel vulnerable like you know and then you get you you after you feel a bit like oh my god and then after you get into a car like that with a family who just look after you and take care of you and mind you and you just like oh like humanity like you believe in the good again and that's the beauty of it and 99 percent of the people I met were just so good and so caring and kind and accommodating so they dropped us all the way down to El Chalten. Again, I arrived. I was meant to go to a couch surf host. And then he told me, he was like, yeah, look, I don't have it free tonight. Come tomorrow instead. And he was actually a tour guide as well in the National Park. So I was like, bingo. I was like, oh, my God, I'm so lucky. Like, 
But again, I was a little bit apprehensive because of the night before. Because I was like, oh God, I hope this is going to be all right. But anyway, that night anyway, I couldn't find a hostel because uh, it was like nine o'clock at night. El Chalten is like a small tourist village with the best trekking in the whole world. Well, I believe. And there was nowhere. I flipping had nowhere to stay like. And I was like, I'm screwed. Like, where am I going to stay? In the end, I don't know how I found somewhere. I found this hostel then. And I got checked in there at about 10 o'clock at night. And, like, they they gave me a bed. I remember it was about $20 for the night. Like, it was so expensive. Like, you know, when I think of, like, the countries in Central America and stuff, like, paying $3 a night. And then I was going to 20 dollars a night, you know. But as well, it is a tourist haven, you know. And the family were gorgeous, so lovely. There was a kitchen area to cook and make your food and your hiking bag for the day. And then, you know, there was like, there was about 15 beds in the room and then one bathroom. So, yeah, it was a bit like, I kind of was like, I just need to go to bed. So I put up my little cave, <laughs> you know, my sheet and my savanna. I put it up outside my bed and I was like, oh, I'm going to bed now. But yeah, it was a busy room, a busy place. Um, But yeah, I did a trek then the next day and uh, I did a few different hiking trails over the many days I spent there and I checked into my host's house then the following evening so my host in El Chalten lived in like like I was so lucky I was so lucky he lived in like the residence of the caretaker like of the national park so he was like the national park um what do you call them guardian they call them guardians um yeah so I was like are you for real like is this for real like I'm actually staying here like like guys I can't even express to you how amazing it was like I was like staying in the best house in El Chalten in Patagonia like the best like I literally was like am I really getting this lucky so like the house like I was walking up to it the next day and I was like walking up the path and I was like, am I in the right place? Like I'm walking into one of the treks, like into one of the trails. I was like, I can't be in the right place. But I was literally staying inside in the guardian of the National Park's house. Like I was like, this is crazy. So I arrived up and he was like, hi, hi. And he was just so nice. And he offered me like um, some food when I arrived straight away and a drink and everything. And I just I just looked at the view on the right of me. Like the house was surrounded by trees and just like a few animals and stuff. And I looked up and there you could see the Fitzroy, the famous, you know, Laguna de los Tres. Again, if you've got my book, you'll see the picture in it. Like that's that's the sight that I could see from my bedroom window. Like I feel like crying with joy because of like how beautiful and amazing it was. Like I'm just like, I, cu- I couldn't believe my, I could barely speak. I was like, I mean, literally staying in this house directly in front of the most amazing view site in the whole world and can you imagine like years ago even when before I worked in Apple and Airbnb and all of it like I had been looking at this photo of this site in the magazines like like not constantly but I had seen it like a few times and I was like this is amazing like I would I could only have dreamed of getting there and then I was like literally in a house staying in front of it I was like this is this can't be real like so like here we go again like I'm telling you you can manifest dreams you know just you just got to keep them in your subconscious you just got to keep them there oh flip it I can't believe I got there I still can't believe it I'm just like what happened (laughs) how did I get there 
but anyway so that day I checked in and he gave me my room there was two beds in there he was like look you can stay in here kitchen is there he was like please be careful he was in the kitchen because he had guests in there before and they burnt pots and stuff and I was like okay no problem I won't cook and yeah it was perfect um and then that evening I decided to take a trail up the back the back behind the house where there was another trail I'll never forget the sunset the whole sky was pink like I and then the mountains and the glacier and the snow capped and the clouds and I was like this is not real like it's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen well I mean well I've seen a few beautiful things but do you know what I mean in the top few um but I couldn't believe it I just lid down on the rocks and I was just watching the the sun and the pink sky and the purple and uh, just like yeah it's amazing and like I remember walking around up there it was like 9 p.m like it was gone after 9 p.m like and I had no fear like I was like sure be grand I know the way back <laughs> but I was fine you know it was grand I actually ran down it after I was like I'll never forget how much I was ecstatic like I was actually like I was just like so high on the good chemicals you know I was just like I am so happy right now like it was amazing so El Chaltan itself is named after so there would have been indigenous people there I think they were known as the Aonikenk some word that I'm not very sure of but anyway the indigenous people who lived in Patagonia would have named it that and it was because it El Chaltén really was signifying the, the clouds that would go up above the towers kind of in there, the towering mountains. It was like forming this kind of smoky look and, and basically that's why they called it that. So El Chaltén is like smoky mountain basically, but it's just unbelievable. So I actually did a day hike up there. Now again, as I always say, like you can book in hikes that are several days or you can do like a one day or whatever you want really. But you know, I just used to arrive up and just feel the flow and just do what I could do when I wanted and it was perfect just to have a base in the town where I was you know able to rest at night and again guys like I had been whew, it was now maybe February and I had been going since the May before the year before so like I was getting pretty tired you know so for me doing a hike of five days it would have been too much so I was really had to listen into my body and to what I was able for um mentally and physically because by that stage you know I was back I was on the road like I was like a nomad backpacking for that long you really do get tired you know so it was perfect just to stay the night in the beautiful town overlooking the mountain range and the glaciers and then just go off in the daytime and do my tricks it's gorgeous and like you know El Chaldan is perfect because you're really free to do what you want like you don't pay anything well, when I was there, you didn't, you, I don't think you do anyway now. Because, like, when I went to Torres del Paine in Chile, like, you had to pay to go there. You had to get a bus there. You had to, like, kind of, yeah, you had to get go in there on a, a big bus, like, to get there. Whereas El Chaltén was perfect. You could literally walk out your door and walk up any trail or trek you wanted. And just incredible. But the, the best one I did was Laguna de los Tres. So you'd start off from the town, I think about three hour hike, going through all sorts of land and uh, ecosystems. It was like forested valleys. And then, yeah, it was incredible. Um, yeah, it was amazing. And, oh, Jesus, the sights. I just like, I can't even believe it. Like there was even one point 
stopped and looked out and I was like, whoa, you could just see this valley going on for miles and this stream going down the middle of it. Loads of streams from the glaciers as well. It reminded me actually a bit like Iceland at some points. I was like, whoa, this is incredible. Like you could just see for kilometers and kilometers of these incredible eco landmass structures. And I was like, whoa, like this, my mind is blown. And then we were walking through the forested valleys and there was like all these kind of bird life as well. Like there was woodpeckers. I remember there was a woodpecker on one tree and I was like, oh my God, it's so cool. He was like, peck, 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 peck. It was mad. Absolutely mad. Wildlife haven for birds kind of. Um, and they are like an endemic deer as well, but not much else because I don't think it's very inhabitable for other species. Um, but yeah. I got up to Laguna de los Tres. It was a, it was a pretty, yeah, it was a hike. It was a, it was average, like, you know. Um, but, you know, when, like, I would be quite fit. And, like, getting there for me was, you know, I was able for it. But, um, yeah. And then you got up to the top. And, like, I was like, whoa. You have the Laguna de los Tres. So one lake and then the Fitzroy. And then on the other side you have another Laguna. A really deep one, really deep. I was like, whoa, the drop down there, incredible. But um, yeah, when I got up there, then I kind of sat below a rock and I had my little lunch. But I was pretty starving. Like, you really need good calorie food, dense, calorie dense food for those kind of hikes because you do take in a lot of, you do like expend a lot of energy. Um, So yeah, nuts and granola bars and all that stuff. But yeah, it was amazing. And uh, I remember as well when I was up there, I saw this family, this French family were up there and the kids, they were only about flipping five or something. And I was looking at them and I was like, Jesus, these kids are well able, you know, because like when I was five, I wasn't doing hikes like that. (laughs) I mean, I was down in the sea, like, you know, jumping into the waves. But when I was looking at those kids, I was like, whoa, like you've bloody hiked all the way up here, like, and you're only five. Well done, like for those parents, like, but sure. I guess that's where like professional mountaineers come from you know they start them off babies and then they're amazing professionals but yeah and then I kind of made it myself my way down to the lake with another girl I'd been trekking with uh, from the US and I kind of kind of walked out on these pebbled rocks into the lake and I got some photos out there like oh Jeannie Mac it was amazing uh incredible and then like the cloud cover got really kind of came in and, and it got quite cold and again it was that smoky look you know as I said the El Chalten the smoky mountain so I kind of was like oof in my my shorts I was getting a bit chilly 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 and chilly um, I was getting a bit chilly up there so we kind of headed back then after a bit and again it was another few hours hike on the way back and you know when you have that exhausting tiredness like I was so tired at the end of the day um, but again like I, I didn't sleep that well the night before because it was my first night in the new host's house and normally the first night I'd be a bit like "Mm," you know just kind of sussing it out and make sure I'm safe so normally the first night I'd be a little bit cautious of my sleeping arrangements um but yeah my host house was amazing and he was an amazing chef cook or whatever and I remember in the mornings I'd wake up in the bed and I'd open the window open the curtain and I'd look up and there was Fitzroy like the absolute sight from Nat Geo, like crazy. And like I got to observe that in the sunrise and the whole sky would be pink. I'd literally be blinking. I'd be like, is this real? Is this real? Like, oh, 
I'll try and show you some photos somehow, maybe on the um, Instagram or my Patreon or something, just to let you know what it looks like. Or look it up on Google as well. Or Ecosia, sorry, Ecosia. I'm going to change that now. Ecosia. Use that site. E-C-O-S-I-A. Ecosia. Um, yeah. Oh my God. Amazing. Amazing. So yeah, guys. Um, those were the two sites in Patagonia and Argentina for this week. But I'm also going to bring you next week to Ushuaia, Fin del Mundo, which is the end of the world. And I'll more than likely bring you up to Iguazu, so the waterfall cascade system. Um, And yeah, I'm excited for that. I hope you are too. In other... In other news, um, this week I did actually quite a few bee inspections, uh, which was amazing. I went up to visit um, a beehive that I had kind of worked with uh, many years ago, maybe four years ago or something, uh, with HiveMind. And I got to go back and look at the hives and actually my apple tree as well that's up there. So it was amazing to go back up and visit it and carry out the bee inspection and see how they were doing and spot the queen bee. I put some videos as well up on the Instagram on that um, so you'll be able to see it and it was mad to get into the suit and everything and it was just so cool like you know I'm just like fascinated now by the bees like all the time like you know watching them in the garden Um, but yeah so important to be aware of them and their importance in the world and our and our food system, you know, and all the pollination and everything. Um, so, yeah. And the ducks are doing great. I'm out with them every morning. I get up in the morning. I have to go straight out, leave them out. And they, they're they so funny because they'll be like, beep, 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 beep. <laughs> and I've been planting loads. I've been loads of gardening. I'm like all the time out there now getting stuff done. And, uh, yeah, I did loads of, uh, I did rainbow carrots this week. And I planted some squash, swede, uh, parsnip. Um, also, I planted a vine. So we'll see what happens with that. And I did, what else? Collies and cabbages out into the drills and potatoes. So yeah, guys, loads going on. Loads! And again, this weekend, I have another um, signing of the book in another local beach called Gailene. So if any of you are listening and you're in the local area, um, please come along. I'd love to see you and uh, get yourself a signed copy. <laughs> um, and if there's any questions about the book or anything like that, um, let me know and I'll be glad to help. So I'll just finish up and say thank you to the patrons again for supporting this podcast, for helping me to make it. And um if you can contribute at all, I would greatly appreciate it. Again, as I always say, you know, it's just like a a subscription kind of, you know. You know, like you'd subscribe to like a newspaper, like a few euros a month or whatever. Um, just kind of what you have, really. Could be like, you know, the price of a coffee a month or something. It's not much. And um, it's helping me to spread this very, very important message about our planet. And yeah. I'm wishing you a beautiful Earth Day, although Earth Day will have passed, but it is still Earth Day in my mind every day. And I hope you get out into nature, guys, and look after yourselves. And I hope you enjoyed Patagonia. Uh, It's one of my favourite places in the whole world. And um, whoever has got the book so far, I hope you're enjoying reading it. 
and yeah sending you all a massive hug and loads of positive vibes for the day and the week ahead and i'll talk to you all soon for our next session thank you guys ciao